Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 232 for April 17th, 2017. Today's guest is musician and rock star Walker Lukens, and I'm your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. And as such, I have some pretty diverse tastes in things. So on this podcast, you could hear guests like activists, musicians, pastors, authors, whatever else strikes my fancy. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for a little over 11 years. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at michaelheron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere as at Michael Heron. Leave a voicemail at 347 347- 7460-1753, or you can email me at mikeypod at gmail.com. Speaking of that voicemail, someone used it this week. Hi, this is Aaron calling from Houston. And what a great episode, number 231 with Lucine, I think you said. Fantastic music. I look forward to more podcasts from you. And thrilled to be able to leave this voicemail. Thank you. I thank you, Aaron, for your message. I'm so excited someone's used that voicemail. Someone else, call me. Call me. 347-460-1753. So what else is going on? I moved, this is like the most mundane thing, but I'm so excited. I moved all of my uh, podcasts to Blueberry Hosting, and now I have a new player on my website and and I can try out some new like stuff to share the uh, podcast differently. Blueberry, you guys love it. I love these people. I had a question. I emailed it in. I had a response like within 10 minutes explaining me the thing I needed to do. And uh, it's a great company. I've been a fan of them forever. And it's just getting more intense. If you want to start a podcast, do it at Blueberry. I'm also an affiliate with them. Um, who cares? I care. <laughs> you can use the code MikeyPod to uh, to get a free month of whatever service with them you want to do. And do reach out to me. Like I keep saying this every week, and I don't know if any of you are interested in starting a podcast, but if you are, let me know. I would love to help you get it set up. I'm really into like it's like a it's a way to like build yourself a platform, and it's a really great way also to connect with people. And for me, it also inspires me to do things I might not do otherwise because I'm like, oh, I could podcast about this or I could talk to all of these people I talk to every week who inspire and and inform me uh, to be a different slash better creative person or human. You hear that beeping? I don't know if you can hear that. It's a truck like who knows how far away from me. My apartment seems really loud lately. Oh, what else have we got? I'm moving forward with my tour planning, but nothing really new to report. By next week, I hope to have some dates scheduled uh, for California. And maybe, uh, what's that other state? Not Nevada. That other one. Arizona. (laughs) Uh, Houston is booked. It's the 8th of uh, July. So you should come to that. I don't think I have a lot to tell you. I've made a list of stuff. Um, I'm almost at 50 patrons on my Patreon page, which delights me. I have zines. If you subscribe at $5 or more, uh, patreon.com slash Michael Heron, uh, you can get in on that. If you like this always free podcast, I'm going right to the end of this a little segment. If you like this always free podcast or the many other things I create, tell a friend, leave a review, like, subscribe, all of those things. And especially, I'd love your support, as I mentioned already, at patreon.com slash Michael Heron, where you can get access to all kinds of cool stuff in exchange for as little as a dollar a month. I'd love to contact 
connect with you there, and I'd love your help in covering the expenses for this always free podcast, uh, which is a little bit more expensive right now because of how I've changed things up needed to happen uh, so I could have more uh, more people are downloading the podcast. That's actually big news. And uh, DreamHost, where I'm also an affiliate, you can find links on the website. Um, they sent me a message saying I should switch to a different kind of hosting, um, which is what inspired me to just move my podcast to Blueberry because I'd been wanting to do that to get those extra features. Um, so now they're over there. DreamHost is going to be fine because it just hosts the blog, which is at MikeyPod.com. Um, and my website is, uh, my main website, michaelheron.com, is hosted there too. Well, this is probably stuff you don't want to know about. Uh, unless, I don't know. But anyway, so blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I'd love your help in covering the expenses for this free podcast and the other content I create everywhere. Enough about me and all of that. Today's guest is Walker Lukens. Walker Lukens is literally one of my favorite artists that saying literally and making it a big <laughs> thing like that. And then one of my favorite artists, I should have said he's my favorite. He's one of my favorite artists. And the fact that I know him and I was selling him, I think I say this in the interview, I was listening to his new EP, which by the way is called ain't got a reason. And it's brand new and it's in digital stores right now. Um, it, I, it's funny listening to it because I love his music so much. And then I have these moments of like, oh, yeah, I uh, know this guy. So he, this is, I think, his second time to come on the show. It's always a pleasure to talk to him. And we will hear from him right after this track from his new EP. This is called Where is Thunder Road? Walker Lukens. Thunder 
from his new EP, Ain't Got a Reason, that was Walker Lukens with Where is Thunder Road. And Walker is joining me right now. Hello, Walker. Hello, Michael. Thanks for coming on the podcast again. It's a joy to be on the podcast again. Um, you've made so much music since we've last talked. Like, uh, now I'm like, I think Year of the Dog. Well, no, no, no. It was Devoted, I think, was the last time we talked. No, I think I think it might have been Year of the Dog. I could be wrong, but I I I feel like that was the last time we I actually recorded for your podcast. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. which was 2012. I think you're right because now that I think about it, it was right around the time. Yeah, because uh, that so far sounds video. Look, am I making shit up? There's a video of you no. and Austin outside performing, right? Yeah, that's uh, that so far sounds video. I'm in a teepee. That, yeah, that was a great video. Thank you. That was in the fall slash late summer 2012. Uh, So what's happened since then, Walker? Tell me everything. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. That's really a vague, (laughs) long, like. No, no, no. I I mean, I I can list some things. I put out a full length record. I put out a remix record of that full length record. Oh yeah. I, put, I did a remix on that record. You did. <laughs> you did an Austin remix on that and it has continued to be a uh, a favorite of the few people who bought it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Let's see. I put out some singles. I've put out two EPs now and uh, I've I've worked on a lot of music. I've been on tour a lot. I think I was living in New York still when I talked to you. I don't live in New York anymore. You're based now in, in Austin, right? Yep. And is that where you are right now? I'm not sure, even sure if you're currently on tour. Uh, I just got home. So we we were kind of, we were on tour in quotes, but not necessarily away from home for like the last month. Got it. Uh, part of that was, uh, was, south by southwest which is in austin so that doesn't you know that's different but it's tour because it's really hectic but you get to sleep at home so it's great this new ep ain't got a reason and maybe we should talk a little bit about the song we heard too uh where's thunder road uh it's another great like you're me i was listening to this uh, before we talked today and i was having one of those moments where i was like oh wait i know this guy like your music it's so good and then I just have these like weird, surreal moments of like, this isn't like some, uh, although you are a, like this magical musician guy, you're like somebody that I also know. And it's really just, it's really, I, I, I'm not having a hard time putting this into words. <laughs> I think your work is great and it's so good that I'm like, that's weird that I know the guy that does this amazing stuff. So the EP uh, and the song, anything to, uh, to throw out about Where's Thunder Road? Well, I'm curious. Uh, what do you what what grabs you about the song? What do you, what's like? What do you like about it? What do you latch on to? Having to it a second ago and it now being the now, what do you? What's the first thing you think of? The horns. Yeah, I like the horns a lot too. I can tell you a, a fun story about how those horns came to be. Um, do it. So it. So basically, uh, we had the track and. Uh, you know, in my original conception of it, I had this piano loop, uh, which is basically just a bunch of me playing a uh, a G minor 
think G minor sixth is the chord. And it's just me on a bunch of keyboards, just playing that really clinky. And, uh, I kind of had imagined doing this like Tom Waitsy thing, right? Like take this really scary sounding keyboard and then do something really bluesy over it. And then, uh, I actually started writing the song and it sounded a little more like a Randy Newman song or something. Um, and then, yeah, so was play, we, the band had played it a few times live. We were in the process of recording a record, so we were planning to record it, and we brought it in. And uh, the guy we made the record with was like, man, I just really think you could do something more interesting with the middle section. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty boring. We basically were just going to double time. And he was like, why don't we just, why don't we just leave it open and, and come back to it? That was what we did. So we left this very long section open and we were gonna put some crazy effects or do something. We just didn't know what we were going to do. And as we were recording it and, and especially after, uh, Kyle added his guitar stuff, it was like, man, we should really add some horns to this. Like it has kind of a swampy, uh, new Orleans blues feel to it. And Jim called his friend, uh, who plays horns in a band called Grupo Fantasma and another band called Brownout. Um, he called he called this guy to do a horn arrangement, and we told him what was up. We we're like, well, we have a couple ideas, you know, keep it sort of New Orleans flavor. Start the second verse, do it on the chorus. He's like, and then we've got this middle section, and we don't really know what to do. We're thinking that we want to record you playing horns, and then we're going to affect them later, like run it through a bunch of delays or something. And, uh, so he's like, cool. So we give him a week, we come back and I don't know if the signals got crossed or he was just really inspired, but he wrote a horn arrangement for the entire space that we left. Like we left a space, we left it open-ended so he wouldn't feel reined in and he filled in every single bar with uh. horn. And he, it's basically just this guy, uh, his name's Mark Gonzalez. Uh, he's the trombonist. It's basically just him overdubbing himself playing trombone in that section and sitting in the control room and listening to him do that was like one of the, one of the coolest moments of my life as a, uh, as a songwriter. Cause it was like, it's like he wrote this little concerto in the middle of the song. And it's like, it's like a third of the song is just that horn breakdown. Um, which I love. I mean, it's my favorite part of the recording for sure. Is I love listening to that horn thing. And so we sort of came in and we're like thinking we were maybe still going to chop it, but then we just never really found a way to chop the horn section down. That was nearly as cool as what we had done. We just loved it in its entirety. So we pretty much just left it at it, left it as is. Uh, Mark seemed totally unimpressed with himself was sort of like, wanted to get paid and go home. He's just a crazy, crazy, talented guy. I love hearing about how the song evolved uh, mm -hmm. publicly, right? Because you were performing it in this sort of pre-finished version. So, and then this guy, the horn genius, just like, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> See you later. Um, I just love that he, I mean, you know, he's a, a true working musician so i think for him it was just another gig and he just did so amazing 
and I was listening to like a lot of Charles Mingus at the time. I was really into this Charles Mingus record. It's called Black. Let's say Mingus, Black Saint and the Sinner Lady. So it's a super awesome record. Uh, and I was really into it at the time. And there's all sorts of crazy horn arrangements on it. And when I heard him start doing that, I was like, <laughs> it came into the control room and I was like, man, do you like Charles Mingus? And he was sort of like, yeah, he's like, okay. Just like, what are you talking <laughs> about? But like in a polite way, but it was definitely like, okay, I'm just really excited by what you're doing. Sorry. You know, uh, that's a trip. Uh, now yeah. I want to check out this Charles Mingus album. I'm excited about it. Oh, it's really cool, man. He went to, uh, he went to a bunch of psychoanalysis. Oh, hang on. We got dogs. Hang on. Sorry, dude. That's how it goes in my house. They're just dog galore. No problem. I want to capture a real life moment. So yeah, no, that was, that was a very real life and very commonplace thing in my house, which is that you will be in the zone doing something Uh and then, and then the dogs decide that moment is over. So like being in the zone in your house or like, it sounds like your process with your band is that you sort of tell me if I'm making this up, you sort of start the, the sort of idea of a song and together you all sort of flesh it out. Yeah, more or less. I mean, I, I have been playing with some of the same players for uh, a long time and on the EP, um, this EP, the ain't got a reason EP. I mean, it was written and recorded with the same players for the most part. I mean, there we added some horns, with some outside guys on Thunder Road, and we added some extra backup singers for Simple Man. But, I mean, this is the band. So, you know, f- for me and for I coming at it, like, this music was written with these players in mind. And, like, you know, they were they were arranging their own parts, you know. It's... Like, especially on uh, Simple Man. I mean, Simple Man is a very straightforward song, except for the guitar. And I kind of feel like the guitar makes the song. And that was all Kyle. That was all his playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the song is beautiful. We'll hear that at the end of our uh, podcast today. So those mm-hmm. people who are listening, just please hold. Can we talk about touring? Because uh, yeah, part of, of my reason for talking to you today, um, besides just wanting people to know about your amazing work... Uh, is uh, to talk about you. You, you're a person I sort of look at as I'm trying to create my artist world life, uh, yeah. which I guess already is artist world life. But you are you, you're touring, uh, which is the next thing I want to start adding to my thing that I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I love. I love that my question is like, so uh, what do I do? <laughs> like I started figuring some of this stuff out, but like. This is interesting because I have no, like, because I'm so, um, such a beginner in this world. I don't even know what questions to ask you aside from, like, how do I not fuck this up? Well, you'll definitely fuck it up a lot. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, you know, I, I think when you, when you're in the indie rock world, um, particularly coming up in that world, I mean, I, I went on my first tours when I was in high school, um, it very much felt like the thing you were supposed to do was like start playing shows, then you make a recording and then you hit people up on MySpace and you go on tour. Um, 
it's it has certainly changed the culture around it has changed a lot with the internet um you know i think my life looks significantly more glamorous on the internet than it actually is and touring is not all that different than it was when i was uh when i was like 18 or 19 i mean if you know more people in the town then the show's probably going to go better and I, uh, everyone, we all are capable of sleeping in circumstances that would make a, uh, a norm, as I like to call them, we're all bottom feeders and people who aren't, uh, traveling musicians are, you know, just normal people. If you're not a bottom feeder, you're probably going to hate sleeping on floors and couches, but you know, it's a fun, it's a fun adventure. Um, for sure. I guess started touring a lot when I was living in New York and then I found it basically impossible to live in New York and tour a lot. So I left New York. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been doing it a lot now for a few years. Touring became a priority for you. Yeah. Like a priority over where you chose to live. Am I, am I reading that the right way? Cause it sounds like you're happy living in Austin, but your desire to tour moved you away from New York city. Well, I think that, I mean, it was a decision that I was thinking through when I was uh, 25 years old. So and not that I necessarily knew a lot of stuff, but it just seemed very hard to to put my creative life first uh, in the way that I wanted to do it, which was basically to go play, you know, go play my music. Uh, it just seemed really hard, like almost next to impossible to do that in New York, in New York City. So... Uh, I spent, I spent a lot of 2012 without a lease and sort of traveling around playing. And then, you know, I'm from Houston. So I spent like a month in Houston in between stuff. And I, I did a lot. I traveled a lot that year and I got back to New York and I was working all summer and sort of just like breaking my back to make enough money to live. And I was like, man, how am I going to do this here? You know? Yeah. Uh, and then, no doubt. I mean, there are people who creative people who have amazing lives who live in New York City, but I just was sort of not patient enough to figure out how to do it. That's sort of where I came. And the hilarious thing that has happened for me every single time that I've gone to New York to play a show, yeah, since moving away, is that it's a better show than I ever played while living there. More stuff, quote unquote happens uh for me than it ever did when i was living there and i sort of just like love new york again and don't resent it in the ways i did when i lived there Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean that said it's this incredibly inspiring place and it is a creative epicenter for a reason you know yeah but it can also be (laughs) extremely draining and yeah, soul sucking. <laughs> like I haven't had that experience with it lately, but uh, mm-hmm. I have. Like those moments when you're like, "How in the hell is this gonna happen?" Like, yeah, like eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and the and the hilarious thing, I mean, not to be obnoxious and talk about money, but I not adjusting for infl- or yeah, even adjusting for inflation. I mean, I definitely live on less money now than I did when I lived in New York six years ago. Mm-hmm. My life is, I'm much more frugal and Spartan than I was when I was living there. Uh, 
which was just more doable being here. And also, you know, grew up some in the meantime. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's like, what's that stupid, well, my opinion of anyway, that silly thing, the secret. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Where you just. Secret, it's like, you just want it and it happens for you, you know, like you'll manifest it. Uh-huh. I mean, I think with, with, for me making, being a touring musician, but more, more generally just making my, you know, putting my art f- first, it's made making some decisions a lot easier, you know, like, okay, well, like I'm willing to live maybe in some situation that is less desirable because I get to save money and do my thing or, you know, like those kinds of things. Um, it's gotten, touring has gotten easier to do a lot of over the years, I think for the most part. Yeah. Is that, is that true? I don't know if that's true. Do you, you have a cat? Yeah. Yes. What do you do with your cat when you leave town? Um, so here's my plan for the summer. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, normally I have a friend, I have several friends in the neighborhood who also have cats and we just sort of like rotate taking care of each other's cats. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a neighbor who loves my cat and I think Tigger, the cat, is just going to stay at her house for a couple of months and just be like, have a like (laughs) sleepaway camp. I'm completely just like putting human feelings on your cat, but I'm like, oh, that'll be so fun for the cat. Yeah. Figuring out what to do with my dog is a is a very uh, a very taxing and trying thing with traveling for um, a, a fourth to a third of the year. It is a difficult thing to figure out. Also, because my dog it was a rescue dog, so he came with some hardwired neuroses. Which, uh, you know, he definitely likes his stability. So me moving around a lot can be, I would say worrying about my dog is like the most trying thing for me of touring. I can, I can see that because I haven't even done it yet. And I'm like, what, like, what kind of person am I? I'm supposed to be an animal person. Yeah, 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 totally. And, but it is hard. I mean, like I, I had this really unfortunate thing happen where, um, Hank, swallowed swallowed pretty much wholesale swallowed a sock oh shit. and uh just being hank and he had to have surgery so it happened to be the day that i was leaving to go on tour oh wow and that was really tough i definitely had a lot of those struggles of like oh man like this is i'm a terrible person how can i be leaving and my vet of all people actually you know, said this thing to me and it made me feel better. I mean, but basically she was saying, she's like, you know, uh, you, you're really putting a lot of your own feelings onto your animal right now. Like you've done everything you can do to take care of it. He's used to these other humans you're leaving him with. Like you have to make a living to take care of your dog so you're doing the best you can do in the situation. I was like, that's very nice of you. Like, thank you for saying that. Uh, that that's super nice. Oh, vets. Thanks vets. Yeah. Thanks vet. Thanks Austin vet hospital. My favorite. <laughs> I'm looking at the time and we have to start wrapping this conversation up already, which sort of like bums me out. Do you want to rapid fire some tour questions? Uh, or is yeah. Leave it here. Yeah. Let's do okay. some rapid fire. Um, 
what I'm going to just ask you questions and just give me the, <laughs> tell me what I should do. Short answers uh, or pass. Okay. Uh, uh, there's no pass. Okay. Okay. You can pass if you want. Should I buy a van or just try to figure out a rental deal? Ooh. Um, if you don't have a way to keep the, well, you live in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Uh, I would avoid getting a van and get the absolute smallest car you can get and buy it used. That's what I would do. Over renting. That sort of totally makes also sense. Also because yeah. driving around a country, the around the United States is a rare privilege and a really awesome thing to be able to do. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that part of it. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Uh, you know, that's like my only question right now. Like, I feel like everything else is sort of going to fall into place. That's the big like, how am I going to get to the places? What like what do you do? Uh, like I like all the things I know what to do like if I have my car breaks down then mm-hmm. I just figure out how to get it fixed like yeah I love I mean there are other people who fly if you're able to fly out to places it's good but if you're looking at I mean the other thing to do is get a van and and retrofit it so you can sleep in it which I've seen people do and it's really amazing and kind of inspiring to watch people do that yeah yeah, there's a guy I know that sells these vegan T-shirts, mm-hmm. and he just he lives in a van, and he like it's all set up to like store all his T-shirts, and he has like a bed in the van, and he just drives from VegFest to VegFest, and goes to all these different places selling T-shirts, and he just lives in a van. Like that feels super appealing to me. That's amazing. That's really amazing. I can just keep my cat in a little box and in the van. Yeah, uh, not really. It's adorable. I, I mean, you never know, man. Pat, I mean, Tigger might love it. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. Um, it, it's fun. It's, you know what the most like revealing thing to me about having this conversation with you is like, oh, I'm actually not that freaked out about doing a tour. I think it's really awesome. And I feel this way, you know, at, at where I'm at. And I, I think it's great to get to start doing this kind of part of being a performer or an entertainer, however you think of yourself. Um, when you're, when you're more sure of yourself as who you are, like as a person, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, a lot of people, uh, do who are touring musicians who are like, still don't really know what they want to do in their life. And they haven't made a lot of definitive decisions about like, they haven't made tough choices in their life. And it's really cool to be older and do it. You're so much more sure. There's less of like a intense existential crisis around it, which a lot of people, I see a lot of people deal with that. It's like, I just love playing guitar in my band. And then like all of a sudden they're, you know, 3000 miles from home. They've been playing for nine people night after night. And they're sort of like, I hate this. Why am I here? Yeah. I so been to, you know? Yeah, I, uh, I had a big moment of that just doing my show here in New York where I, like because it you, those moments when you're like, holy shit, I'm making my life around doing this thing where I have to like work to make this job I want to do happen. Yeah. I don't make any money off of it and I have to beg people to come to it. Yep. Um, it feels yeah. really shitty like in the moment. <laughs> no, so in the moment when you're doing it and performing and people are there and you're like, this is awesome. Well, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, so if I'm wrong, just give me a tisk tisk noise. But you also, uh, and I feel this about my own work, it's like you don't actually make work that's for everyone either. So it's also not like you're trying to go out there and do your work for like, it's not for everyone. 
right. which is another another hurdle too. Where you're sort of like, I want to make this like sort of weird, maybe slightly esoteric thing that everyone won't like, and I want to devote my whole life to it. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, like that little thing that you're saying right there, like I get in this whole like uh, like resentment toward the universe or God or whatever you want to call it. Where I'm like, this mm-hmm. this is the thing that I have to do in this life. Like yeah. make uh, like my passion is making a thing that a lot, most people aren't even going to like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, like I have this thing and I think it's just because I, I come from a, a family of breeders, but I feel like. I have this thing where it's like, I'm 30 years old and like, I really love driving by pretty things. It will like that good energy will sustain me for days, you know? Yeah. It's like, I've liked that since I was seven. I've liked Mm. that since I was seven years old, like driving by a pretty Vista. And I'm like, it's the most amazing thing. Like I love getting to do it and I get to do it all the time now. Never really panned out to be like a, you know, hasn't panned out to be a lucrative thing to love, but this is kind of what I feel like I got to do. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, I wonder like, and, and I think about, there's a friend of mine, Christian, Kristen Lajeunesse. She like, uh, it, I'll tell it in a nutshell. She had the idea to do, she wanted to travel around the country and go to every single vegan restaurant in the country and, and blog about it. And, and then she did. <laughs> and wow. like ever since, like she did a big Kickstarter to make it happen. But ever since then, there's just been other stuff like that. She still doesn't have an address. Like she sold all her shit, bought a van, um, and then just started going to all these places after she, did I already say that she crowdfunded the beginning of this trip? I love that. No, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So now she's got like, she wrote a memoir about the experience and she, uh, she, now she did like an international version of it and got funded by this company that like a vegan travel agency. Mm-hmm. So they, so she was talking about them on her, you know, all this kind of crazy stuff. So it's like That's seeing awesome. little stories like that. I'm like, Oh, like if I could just give in to that part of me that would love to be a nomad and like have this sort of self-supporting life where I was doing the stuff that a lot of people may not like, <laughs> but I could still just do it. Yeah. Uh, that would be great. And I would be okay with not living in a place. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, or even, I mean, I've even met some people, uh, musicians I know who, um, they tour very sparingly compared to the sort of, uh, drop anything and do it lifestyle that I have at the moment. And they mm-hmm. go and tour for six non-consecutive weeks a year. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool too. Cause they've like built, they've built the thing and they can step away from it and go back to it. And I'm like, oh man, that's so cool. Like I want to do that one day, you know, be able to yeah. take an actual break from, uh, yeah, just the grind. And then you can come back to it. Like that's so amazing to me. I have some friends are in this band and they toured for the first time last year. They toured all year and they're like, yeah, we'll probably do it again in a few years. I'm like, Oh man, that's so cool. Like people will still like your music in a few years. You know, they're not going anywhere. I don't know. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How uh, this makes me wonder another question about touring. Like how has it affected your audience, your fan base? It's, I see it as part of a sort of, it's part of what has helped grow the fan base. Um, I mean, I would say 
yeah, it's definitely gotten more people like into my music. Um, not always in the ways that you think it's going to, but you know, in the, the thing I, we have a joke in the van, which is that we literally go meet different versions of ourselves, like all over the country, you know, Mm -hmm. we're like pull into like, we played in Missoula, Montana, which is a phenomenal place. But like everyone there, they're like, this is the Austin of Montana. I'm like, this is not Austin, but it's definitely like, it's the liberal, cool, creative hub. And it was a great place. And it was such a good time. And like, we go have that encounter all the time all over. And I feel like the more you tour and the more you're physically present, the smaller the world becomes. And that is a really cool, amazing experience. And it pays off a lot. Like that's something that has definitely really paid off going, playing for certain people, meeting other people who are like you, you know, like that, that is an invaluable experience that the internet can never replace. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, this is that's one of my things. I think it's going to be really good for me to go and do this like material I've got for people, like all the little pockets of people that are sort of weird people that like the stuff that I do. Yeah. I have to go find them. Yeah. And meet them so they remember like so we have like a uh experience together. And then they love me forever. <laughs> and then I'm part of them forever. <laughs> okay, so now I'm officially almost going to be late for the piano lesson I have to go teach. Oh yeah, go work. Yeah, um uh, thanks so much for doing the show. We should um oh, tell me where to find you online for the gentle listeners. Whatever social media you use, it's Walker Lukens, L U K E N S. And I'm on Spotify and I have a website that's walkerlukens.com. Amazing. Uh please find Walker as you know, he's amazing. Uh, now I'm talking. I'm talking like you're not even here, Walker. I'm not even here. Well, I'm. I'm not there though. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was looking at a picture. The picture hasn't moved though. It is. You're not here. Mm-mm. Oh wow. Okay, I'm just gonna have to get used to that for a second. <laughs> uh, we're gonna close the show by listening to. I'm worried. I'm forgetting part of the name of this. Uh, simple man. I'm a simple man. It's just, uh, I'll just be, plain simple I'll man. Be your simple man. Wait, say that again. Oh, I said I'll be your simple man. I wanted to take that crappy Leonard Skinner song and write use the same line, simple man. So I used the simple man, but made it different. Uh, and it's a great song, which we're about to hear. Right on. Thanks Ciao. for joining me. I'll talk to you soon. Maybe I'll see you in Austin. Yep, sounds good. All right, I'll see you soon. All right, bye. bye.
Last night I had the strangest dream My dick was in my hand I was naked, you were laughing Oh, inviting all your friends Saying, look at this fool And that you love me In the same damn breath From his brand new EP, Ain't Got a Reason, that was Walker Lukens, Symbol Man. How about that, Walker Lukens? Thanks for joining me on the show today, Walker. Thank you, people who listened. If you enjoy this podcast, tell a friend, leave a review on iTunes or your favorite uh, podcast directory, and that's it for today. Thanks for listening to this. I just remembered as I was listening and, you know, cleaning things up. We talked a lot about me in that interview, <laughs> so I don't know. Hopefully, listeners will be uh, interested in that part of this process that I'm doing. Um, and we did talk about Walker, too. I love that Walker. I hope I do get to see him in Austin or somewhere else, and I do hope I get to see you as I'm traveling around the country. <laughs> as I'm talking to you, I'm on the verge of nailing down my San Francisco date, and uh, I have a person to talk to who's going to help me get things rolling in L.A., um, so I'm doing this tour guys. I'm doing like, it, it, I, it, I can't believe it, but it's really going to happen. Like a few years ago, I just wanted to make a show and I, and I was so scared and now I'm kind of used to that. And I'm like, let's do another scary thing. So now I'm going to take that show, show number two that I performed in New York city on multiple nights, uh, on a tour around the country. So um, what are you scared of? Go do it. That is my message to you. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens. And I'm also a little terrified. Anyway, MikeyPod.com for show notes. Uh, Subscribe in your directory, your subscribe podcatcher thing. And um, I think that's everything. I feel real magic right now. I hope you do too. Have a great week. I'll see you next week.